Yes, we're back at the Nimrod Generation podcast. Honestly, yeah, Jim, right before we started recording, you you mentioned it. Now this Batman episode does not seem interesting in one bit. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for even just dropping that bomb on us. <laughs> yeah, but we're still here. We, we As I mentioned, we made it to Gotham City, finally. We took a detour over there at Universal, where's uh, Disneyland, Star Wars <laughs> Center, whatever. <laughs> Anybody been, by the way? They're in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, they're too, too pricey for me. Too pricey, yeah. Shit. I, don't, I don't have any kids, so it'll just be me, a grown-ass man. And we'll, go yeah. well, we were able to go with my wife's aunt, and we had a deal where we had to sit through a timeshare pitch. And was like, <laughs> no, we don't want it. No, we don't want it. No, we don't want it. And then we got discounted tickets. So <laughs> we were able to go with that. And then, uh, yeah, went to Hollywood Studios and did all the cool things. All right, but yeah, we will finally be talking about the Batman. Uh, it's weird because <laughs> there is, after the last episode and the last conversation we just had practically, it's kind of weird to even go into this. But, I mean, there is plenty enough history for Batman, not just the movie itself, but in general, period. Um, yep. I think all of us, we're all from different Batman times. Yeah. Uh, I started reading it around the New 52s. Jim, you were more like the 2000s, 90s, late 90s? I was like, I watched the 1989 Batman when I was a kid. And well, yeah, we, we watched the movies, but like in the comic book reading perspective, oh, um, I guess like the '90s, because I remember buying Batman versus Predator was brand new. Oh shit! I still haven't read that, by the way. It's uh, pretty, if they ever made a movie, it would be baller. So good, so fucking good. It'd be like a Warner Brothers. Uh, well, who who owns Dark Horse movies? Oh, New well, Line Cinema. Well, right now um, it is Warner Brothers. So right now, actually, um, Disney owns Fox. They owns the rights to the, the theatrical and the movie Predator stuff. Which, um, so like, they can't really actually cross over unless they do a deal with with Disney. Unfortunately, but um, mm. yeah. Oh, have you seen the trailer for Prey? I have not. Yeah, the new the new Predator movie. But I won't get into that. I don't want to get too far off of stuff again. You know, yeah. Vincent, what about you? Did you read any uh, any of the ninety stuff, two thousands, eighty stuff? What you get? What you got? Yeah, I was, uh, you know, a spattering of eighty stories, but most of the stuff from the nineties when I started like really collecting comics in the my high school years. Mm. All right, now. We've all been biased about the. I know we all like the uh, the eighty nine. Yeah, we do like the uh, returns. I have theories on returns. There's a flip of the coin. No pun intended. Uh, for Batman and Robin. No, 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 not Batman and Robin. Batman Forever. <laughs> I think I also have. Um, I actually like Batman Forever. Later on, it's one of those movies I start to appreciate more. Mm. And then, of course, we all, uh, unless Vincent really liked uh, Batman and Robin. No. No? <laughs> okay, he just straight up no. Uh, no. Yeah, then we have, we on the previous episode, we kind of talked about Nolan. 
kind yeah. of started everything off. And then we had the Snyderverse, and then we have what now is technically what? So we'll count 66. That's our first. We'll call the Burton. We count the Schumacher. We count the Nolans, Snyder. And, yeah, this is the sixth uh, Batman. Uh, not the sixth Batman itself, but... Oh. Um, I don't know. We have to count sixty six, like you said, because they did release the they did release Batman the movie for yeah. Batman sixty six. And I guess we gotta count um Mask Mask of the Phantasm because I did actually go to theaters. Yeah, that's an animated series. Yeah, even though like now reading Batman Year Two, that looks like a complete ripoff. Yeah. No, seriously, like the the, the whole story is, you know, Bruce falls in love with girl. Girls like, but like the whole thing, like the what was his name, the Grim, whatever his name was. Um, I forgot what it's called. <laughs> yeah, hey, what was his name? The Reaper. Yeah, the Reaper. Like you know, instead of having the one hook hand, he has like two, two of those blades or whatever. One can shoot out like a gun and everything. And like the whole concept was, if you've seen the movie, you know that Bruce's romance interest is actually the Phantasm. Yeah. Um, and it's, it says right in the thing that it takes elements from the Batman Year Two story. Listen here, woman. <laughs> you always, you, you always gotta do this. Man, this thing reminds me of that. Well, it was made to do that. Oh man, how dare they? Jim. Yep. Let's go back to Star Wars. School this man. <laughs> <laughs> No, but <clears throat> real talk, real talk. All right. We're just going to go around the table <clears throat> and literally, what did we think of the film? Actually, this time I'm going to start with Vince. Vincent, what did you think of the film? Well, I went into it a little suspect of it from seeing some things online and some of the elements I didn't like before I watched the movie. I kind of got better after I had watched the film. Did I say which were? Uh, like some of the when he was flying around in the flying squirrel outfit, the way the camera moved with his head. But then they did it earlier in the film when he was riding his motorcycle. So I'm like, oh, okay, it's been established. It wasn't just like out of the blue. This is the only scene where this happens. Yeah. You know, so that was okay. But overall, I really liked it. Really like that. Hmm. Okay, we'll ho- hopefully get more an elaboration from you later. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Jim, what you what you got? I was obsessed with it obsessed. for a very, very, very long time. Um, I'm so you're be- telling me if we did this episode about two months ago. It, maybe we would have actually done the episode instead of a Star Wars episode. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing well, it now. Yeah, I mean, the Star Wars went off. I mean, I mean, I mean, meaning to talk about Star Wars with someone for a very long time. So that was like a long time coming. I, I just had a lot to say about Star Wars. I just didn't have anyone to talk to about it. But um, same thing with this, the Batman. My wife is fucking tired of hearing me talk about the Batman to her. <laughs> like, she's just hearing it all the time. She's like, yes. Right. Then yes, she has yes. to listen to this episode. <laughs> oh, she's going to avoid it. She's like, no more fucking Batman. I don't want to hear anything about Batman ever again. Okay, so here's my experience with it. I don't like Batman. <laughs> Believe it or not. 
I used to love Batman, but at a certain point, he just got overrated by the fans and how he's treated in some comic books and stuff like that. When Batman was really just You're more of a Superman guy, right? Yeah, more of a Superman guy. I think Superman. I I personally like Man of Steel. I, I like Batman v Superman, um, the the director's cut, not the theatrical one. And um, I think it all leads up to a great trilogy with Zack Snyder's Justice League. But that's off subject. Long story short, I liked characters like my characters that I love that I know so much about. I like to see them done differently and new for me, you know. And um, I've never seen a gritty detective Batman live action. We haven't really seen that. The closest we got was The Dark Knight. And uh, we, we talked about that the other episode before we went off the rails. Um, yeah. Computer. <laughs> so, like, basically, um, like, for me, when I heard about the movie being made, I wondered why. We already had the Dark Knight trilogy. We already have a Batman right now. Like, why Why do we need this movie? And I heard Matt Reeves was doing it, and which I've seen, like, some of his movies. You know, I love Cloverfield. Dude, that's a really good movie. It's kind of the same thing with, with Christopher Nolan. I saw something that was indie from him, from him that I liked, and I got excited that he was doing a Batman movie. Literally the same thing happened. And um, the more footage we saw, the first trailer blew me away. Um, the fact that I was going through a second goth phase <laughs> at the same time that the movie was coming out. Um, everything about it, I listened to the soundtrack on on youtube because they put the whole the batman soundtrack on youtube mm-hmm. i listened to the entire soundtrack for it on repeat just just the score driving down the street in my car just fucking just whatever i was doing just getting hyped for this i could not wait i avoided every kind of like clip or anything um i only i've only um seen just the trailers i watched some of um robert pattinson's other movies his indie movies just to see like why they choose them I saw he was phenomenal, especially in the lighthouse. Um, I went into the movie. I thought about it for days. And I kept just throwing ideas out of my, at my, my wife and telling her about it without spoiling it forever after I got to theater. And then, like, when I saw it again, same thing. I wouldn't shut up about it. I was waiting for you to call me for this podcast so I could have someone to listen to me talk about the Batman. <laughs> That's how much I was obsessed with it. Uh, yeah, uh, we did take a break, if you could tell. <laughs> Semi. But, ah, we're here. Well, me personally, I, I'm going to be the biased one and say I thought the movie was alright. That's fair. Um, it's it's weird, like when people like they see my comic book collection, the actual collection, it's over here on the side. <laughs> over there on that side. Uh like I actually have like a shelf starting from down here on this side. If you can't see it because you're you're listening to the audio, but I have like sh- like rows of Batman comic books and whatnot. But the problem is I'm actually a Green Lantern fan. Like I actually like more of the sci-fi stuff. I do like I actually have like I know the, the Blue Beetle movie's coming out. I do actually have like the the Keith Giffen run when the Blue Beetle began after uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth and all that stuff. You know, not Crisis on Infinite, uh, Infinite Crisis when he when he started off of that and like 
you look at my all my stuff, I have a little of everything, but it's mainly a lot of sci-fi. But when you bunch it all together, you see a lot of Batman. Why Batman? Why do I have so much Batman? Hell, the boxes is a bunch of Superman, too. Why a bunch of Superman? Because those are the easiest comics to get. Yeah. What's always being reprinted is always a Batman or Superman book. My favorite books are always Green Lantern books. I've always been a very huge Green Lantern fan. I've always posted Green Lantern stuff on my Facebook or Instagram or whatever. You've seen some of the posts that what I would do and like what images I would like, what panels I like and all that. But it's always like a lot of people think like, oh, so is it because you're like a big Batman fan? I'm like, I am a big Batman fan to an extent. I'm a Batman fan. I wanted to I'm not a fanboy. I wanted to interrupt, interrupt you, but didn't we get Green Lantern rings together at one point? Yes. <laughs> I remember that. I remember we actually went to go get Green Lantern rings together. So it's one of those things where I thought the movie was all right because there are a lot of things that they were like, oh, this would be the most lifelike Batman movie. This is, I do like the score. Yeah. I do the the score is amazing. Uh, I do like some of the directional work they did, camera stuff. Uh, the flying squirrel stuff kind of bothered me a little bit because I was like, "Fuck, chill," you know. <laughs> but I I I did have some issues with the characters. I understand, like, like me personally, I I love a lot of the gimmick wrestlers. Believe it or not, like, yeah. If some of my favorite wrestlers are like Dan Housen, uh, yeah. Super Thunder Frog, uh, Gentleman Jarvis. Basically got me into a bunch of that stuff too. Yeah. Uh, but the thing about it is, it's I got that from watching Batman '66. Like I'll always remember like how the Riddler acted there and all that. I understand they're not going for the campy stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. I get it, but like. I felt the Riddler was, even in the sense of the movie, he was kind of underused still. Yeah. That that was one of my main gripes. I'm like, you're going to make this guy the villain? Yes, but you underuse him. It's kind of like they didn't do it as much as they did in the Nolan films when they brought out the Scarecrow. Because I, I was waiting for Scarecrow. And so I'm like, fuck, we're going to get the Scarecrow. We got the Scarecrow in. He's just electrocuted and he's gone. You know what I mean? Like... What the fuck was that? <laughs> but we didn't get that in this film. Yeah, we got to see like a psychotic side from him. Uh, a lot of the elements to the movie did remind me more of like Batman Year Zero with like in the that story arc, like he kind of floods the whole city or whatnot. And then, you know, kind of takes over. Yeah. That, that had little elements of that. And that being Batman's like one of first one of his first main villains. Yeah, I think they took a lot of inspiration from the Year Zero stuff that uh, uh, Scott Snyder did. But it's always one of those things where I'm just like, I felt he was underutilized. Uh, I think that he he needed to be out there more in the forefront. Instead mm-hmm. of like when they actually met, like it was literally behind a glass wall. I was kind of like, I was kind of mad at that. And I like the fact that afterwards that something, you know, that he does have like a contingency plan. Yeah. Like he's all like, it kind of reminds you of like Watchmen where it's like, oh, 
yeah, but my plan's still in action. Or in yeah. Watchmen, it was more like, a, well, I already pressed the button about five minutes ago. Like, yeah. So, which was 25 I did, minutes less than the comics. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I was just giving an example. But it's, it's one of those things. Uh, the Penguin, uh, if you remember his original beginnings, he was. A, a thug he was like in, in the very first time he ever appeared on the batman comic book he was a henchman murdered his his guy like his boss and then goes on and actually frames batman for the crime and then he actually has to like he helps batman escape just so he can give him more credibility that he's a, that batman's the villain and not the penguin yeah even for like a 40s comic book, that storyline just seems like legit cool, you know? And what I thought was also amazing was that both villains that appeared in this film were both villains that in the first time they ever encountered Batman, they both escaped them. Yeah. From the original comic books. I thought that was actually a cool idea, you know, like get the two guys that literally evaded Batman, you know? But it doesn't work out as great in this movie, by the way. <laughs> and I don't know. To me, I would like to see this be gone to be like a trilogy or like a series of movies where like the penguin does come back and it's fucking the he's the godfather godfather of fucking of Gotham. You know what I mean? Well, they're doing that with the the penguin television show. Oh, really? Yeah, they have a penguin um, HBO Max show coming. Where yeah, but I thought that was supposed to be more like a like an origin story. But that's why I was kind of annoyed because I'm like, how how is that the origin story when he's just literally just like a bouncer at a club in this movie? Oh no, it's it's literally um because he's like a he's not a goon. He's kind of like a he's a part of the organized crime thing, but for he's the Falcone family. Yeah, but he's not really like at the top. Which, which, which when it ends, remember, uh, he says that maybe he is a top guy. He's saying that yeah. he's taking over. Well, the show's about that. Gotham's fuck. <laughs> Batman's gonna be busy with a lot of stuff, and um, he was gonna rise up at that time. That's why he ends with saying that people are gonna take advantage of it. Yeah, that's that's what the story's gonna be about with, with Penguin. Well, let's hope that's the story because from here to then, <laughs> a lot of script changes could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, supposedly they had a Batman um, spinoff with the Gotham PD that's supposed to be like still like in continuity of what's going on now, but Mm -hmm. that got canceled. They're going to focus on Arkham instead. Mm. It'll probably be like the the founding of Arkham, maybe, or probably like they might touch on all that stuff. But supposedly Penguin is supposed to be rising up. With it's a little mini series to show him rising up within like the ranks. Hmm. That could work. I can see it. Well, and now one of my other huge gigantic issues I had with the film is one, the man is a twig. I don't care how you put it. He's a good actor, but the man's a twig. I don't care how bulky that suit makes you look. If you are taking semi-automatic weapons to the and point blank range, and you're walking up there like you're the Incredible Hulk. No, not even Batman himself would do that. I know oh. it's it's a small thing, it's a small feature, but it, it literally gives me a pet peeve. 
I'm like, bro, like you do not walk up. And then later on in the movie, you take a fucking shotgun to the chest and that's it. It's a nitpick, but also he said that um he doesn't care if he dies, which I'll get into a little later because I have some, I have some stuff to say about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but- when he got the shotgun blast, he was out off the edge of the thing for a while. Yeah, but he like, was screaming in pain or yeah, grunting but, but and yelling. Yeah, yeah, but when you walk, when he's walking in the dark, he's just like straight, just straight Michael Myers walking it, and like bullets are like, bro, like that. That does yeah, not. Those, that's not how that was it works. handguns. That was handguns when he hand was coming guns. up the alley. No, those are semi-automatic weapons. Oh, those yeah. were handguns. He had a semi-automatic when Penguin was trying to do the money drop at the drug thing, and that's when he raised his hand and he got shot all up underneath his armor and then laid on the ground for a while yeah the whole thing was he's a normal guy he's not yeah. like he's not been athlete you know built to, to fist fight superman um he's a guy he's a small guy he's buff for what he is but they really got him for his acting ability and yeah like the scene where they had at the funeral he walks in he doesn't speak a word that entire scene um I don't think he does. We walks in, like, and, but you can tell by his eyes how he's looking around and stuff. He's basically in detective mode. Yeah, that's true. Once he says "excuse me" and walks past Falcone, yeah, he doesn't say yeah. anything until he comes back as Batman. I ain't gonna lie, my wife was all like, "That suit's too big for him." I was like, "Jesus Christ, woman! You already laughed at his bat suit. Now you're laughing at the man swag. Come on." <laughs> well, that's- he's horribly dressed because this Batman has zero interest in being, in being Bruce Wayne. Being Bruce Wayne is such that, that's a- all concept to the movie though. That's why like for like ninety percent of the movie you see him in the Batman suit. Period. Yeah. He has no interest in being Bruce Wayne, and he doesn't bother to like even try to be like a normal functioning adult as Bruce Wayne. The yeah. way he walks is like all slunched over. Like Robert Pattinson really nailed the um, indifference of being Bruce Wayne in this. I I heard I read somewhere that he said that he that he channeled, and it sounds weird to even say this. I th- I thought it was weird when I read it that it ch- he channeled his inner Kurt Cobain. I was all like, wait, what? That's true. Um, I was like, that's just something weird to say. Like, can could if I ever get on stage, could I channel my my Jerry only? Like, I don't know. That's true. Uh, he mentioned that. Uh, that's what that's what they were going for. They wanted him to be more of like broody broody don't give a fuck he doesn't care uh, it's all about his mission and uh, it's not really about like having a normal life or anything like that this is batman finding out at by the end of the movie he has to be more than what he was doing and um yeah. so throughout the movie he's just kind of moving through things uh he's dealing with real trauma in a way that a trauma victim would deal with real trauma and he only feels good and like himself when he's Batman. His posture, the way he walks, everything when he's Batman is totally different than when he's just walking around as Bruce. It's like yeah. as if he's a a ghost just walking through the man through the mansion when he's Bruce, versus like a real threat and something you fear as Batman. Yeah, everything. Riddler even gets up gets on that with him, you know, because as they're talking to each other he's like this is you this is you yeah batman is who you are not the other guy yeah because um think about it uh when he's bruce wayne he just doesn't sometimes he doesn't wear a shirt sometimes he does he looks sloppy he looks like he probably just ate like cereal for, for like dinner 
Like he needs to wash <laughs> his hair. He doesn't bother to wash his hair. But when he's well, what, I heard. Well, I no lie. I actually heard some about Pattinson not taking showers and shit. It's kind of like that Post Malone thing. Yeah. Like he has, like he has his own uh, scent apparently. Uh, I, I never heard of that. Uh, well, actually, I have because um, I asked Zoe Kravitz about it. She was like, "No, he's fine." I remember <laughs> that. Uh, but <laughs> I remember it did become something that Catwoman was asked about it in an interview. But uh, like, he walks around like he's already dead. Like he's just moving through life. With like no directions, but we's Batman. He plans his footsteps to scare people. That's how deeply involved as Batman he is, and, that's, well, and that that being him. Yeah, I, I I like that too. But what I was happy that they did was mm-hmm. after like when he found out that oh shit, there's more to this plan after he caught the Riddler. Yeah, like how he went in search for everything, but he's all like. Fuck, like you can see it in his face, like even behind, like his eyes were like legit to me, like the whole, his his pretty much saying, fuck, I fucked up. Like when he realized that there's more to this, yeah, there's something else, like he's pretty much telling me to my face, but I'm not really, ex- like, it's kind of like he kind of took it as a, yeah, okay, that's fine, because I think he was more worried that it seemed like the Riddler knew that he was Bruce Wayne, so he thought. Yeah. So, you know, like once he figured out, okay, I'm in the clear, but he, something kind of seemed like it bothered him. So he went back to the apartment and then he found the plans and everything. Like you can clearly see in his eyes like that. Fuck, I fucked up. Yeah. Like I like that. Like I, I yeah. like the fact that they showed that about Batman. Like every time we see Batman, like not even to bring it back, like 1966 was his biggest spoil because like, fuck, like. If the air is gassed up, there's fucking he has an air pocket in his fucking utility belt. His utility belt has everything, he has shark spray, has whatever. Yeah. You know, he has an escape method for everything. You never technically see Batman actually fucking up. And that's what I actually enjoyed, like seeing yeah. that. I was like, damn, like I was pretty much like, got him. He got him. Like it was great to see that. Let's talk about Batman fucking up. <laughs> um <laughs> The whole movie. I don't think Vincent was gonna say something. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh no, I was just gonna. Yeah, the same thing. It's like when he's fighting and stuff like that. He, you can see it there too, where he's like, he throws a punch to take out a guy, and then goes on to this dude, and then he'll get hit by something. And he turns around. Oh yeah, I forgot about that guy. And yeah. you know, then he'll proceed to be able to take care of everything, but it's not automatic like it would be where later on in the comics where he's been doing this for so many years he's got his plot armor that they call prep time yeah he just plans everything in advance like 66 where he's oh there's my shark there's the bat shark repellent here's the bat whatever it's he's got everything because he can think of every possibility and plan for it and so just no matter what you do like i saw this little short story or whatever a post on the internet and they were talking about batman and like being in a relationship with him or something i forget but you know batman is tragic by the way yeah make love to you and everything would feel perfect and you know all the places he touched and the things and everything and then you look down or you like look at him and you can see his eyes are glassed over because he's just going through the motions because he's planned everything and this is what the outcome is going to be, no matter what you do or no matter what you think. 
I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Now that Batman don't eat pussy. Uh, uh, for some reason, now all I think is like the woman moaning, and then Batman's like, "Yeah, you like that? Oh, that's great." You know, like I don't know. For some reason, I just thought of that. I don't know why. Yeah, Batman doesn't doesn't give head for what for what they say. So I don't know. But he did a plan for that, I guess. <laughs> but, Batman, yeah. no, that's the only part of his suit that's open. Oh, that, oh, do you see that Snyder tweeted out of a uh, fan art that someone did of Batman going down on on on, a, on Catwoman? Oh, Zack Snyder tweeted out and said, it's canon. <laughs> well, in the New 52s, the first issue of Catwoman actually has them fucking. Like, oh, like God. doesn't show everything, but, like, you know, like, like Batman meets up with her, like, like he's capturing her and this thing, you know. Like, he's all, like, the, the half the suits off and everything. He's still in the fucking cowl and everything. It's like, he, bro, he, like, fuck with the fucking <laughs> He totally would have a cowl on still. It's like, yeah. well, like, can, can you like, God, uh, hey, hold on, this ain't the, this ain't the Killing Joke, all right? <laughs> Dude, we went. I think I went with George to watch that movie, and like, when uh, when he's about like. Cat like a uh, bad girl jumps on him or whatever. Yeah. So dude in the theater was all like fucking bad condom. <laughs> <laughs> we all everybody in the theater just fucking lost it, bro. Oh, man. No, but like you like now that I think about it, like what it was like Kristen Bell. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Where's the clip? <laughs> Where's the G spot? Where is it? Where is it? Swear to me. <laughs> Oh shit! Are we gonna get Joe for this? I don't know at this point. This is an adult podcast. I'm pretty adults. sure uh, you want your listeners are gonna be like, "I expected to talk about Batman, but they're talking about like <laughs> bat sex." <laughs> like, what is this, this is deep Batman talk here. <laughs> Come on, babe, you want to do the bat dance? <laughs> All right. Uh, Back on subject. This is why we do what we do. <laughs> oh, I do want to say I thought that car chase scene was like. The greatest chef kiss, right? Chef Dude, kiss. that that that's the scene everybody pretty much talks about in this film, yeah. like legit. Um, I was just can I, can, I, can I just talk about that for a while? Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Honestly, s- cinematically, I thought even even the lighting itself was perfect. That's what I wanted to talk about. The reason I said I was obsessed with this movie, um, I haven't really been been really into nerd stuff as much lately. I feel like nerd fandoms kind of ruined everything. Um, it, it's I'm just not really into it. I still watch a lot of nerd stuff, but I kind of don't really talk about it outside of Star Trek because, you know, Star Trek community is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I started experimenting more with indie movies like I used to while I was younger. You, you remember, I used to have like a whole like collection of like Blu-rays and DVDs yeah. and stuff. I used to love film, and it wasn't all just comic book stuff. It was just all sorts of films for different types of genres and stuff. Um, I haven't seen a cinematic superhero movie in a very long time. The closest I've gotten to it was like uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, I think, because mm-hmm. it has some like really like cinematic stuff. But what I mean by cinematic in general, it's not just the camera work. I'm talking about like instead of just doing like stuff like Easter eggs, we're used to now. Yeah, I'm talking about subtext. Things that are said without actually being said, or you can just piece it together in your mind if, if you just really think about it. And this movie, 
I saw I, I felt like it was going to have a lot of subtext, and it did. It had cinematic themes. The camera the camera was actually planned out. It wasn't like, let's get the coolest shot. It was like, let's get the most cinematic shot for this. With the camera being mounted onto the side of, of the Batmobile, so when it turns and you see it from behind, the fact that the rain hits the screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. It almost gives you that feeling that you're there. Like, that yeah. you're, it's almost like, like, I don't know, um, having that feeling like, let's say you were Batman's fucking guardian angel and going, oh shit, bro, what you doing? What the fuck? Like, you're too close to that car, man. Like, yeah, cinematography is so important to a movie. And because comic book movies are more about the, the flash and like, you know, the cool moments, and it's about like what you can see in the background or what this one thing might mean in a comic book, it's lost within like that genre of film. And the Batman brings that there. Is less concerned about like you know what does this little thing in the background mean? Is that does that mean Two Face? No, it's like little things like this. For example, um, the Riddler leaves the little carpet tool for him, right? Mm-hmm. The little like to to tuck the carpet in. Yeah, he leaves yeah. it with the bat. He's literally telling him to use that. Batman sees it. It doesn't. It doesn't really know what to do with it. And then later on, you know, he visits the Riddler. The Riddler tells him, oh, you're really not as smart as I thought you were. And then later on, he goes back and he realizes that the cop, the cop that didn't even like him, he tells him, oh, it's a carpet tool to, to tuck in. And that's when he figures it out. Yeah. That, if you just look at it for what it is, for just a comic book movie, it just seems like a scene. Like, oh, he didn't know what that was. If you use subtext, because that's what, that's what it was, subtext, Batman is so rich and out of touch with normal society, he didn't recognize a carpeting tool that like a regular blue collar person would use. Mm-hmm. And that because of that, it caused all this stuff to happen that he could have stopped ahead of time if he would have yeah. known that. There are a lot Catwoman of stuff brings that up too. Yeah, Catwoman brings it up. There's a lot of things of Batman just being so disconnected because of his money and stuff. It's even brought up in the funeral. Saying like the Wayne's used to like be involved in it and stuff and like, you know, used to give money to charities and stuff. And they're like, You haven't done anything, you know, what are you doing? His whole thing is he could just save the world with his fist, save the city with his fist, one punch at a time. But he has the ability to do more and he's so self absorbed <clears throat> in his own grief and trauma and wallowing around that he doesn't even recognize the privilege he has and that he never thought to actually like look outside that. And, and actually, like, do more and learn more. This is a uh, this is a detective movie with a with, with a somewhat amateur detective. Well, because that's you, technically what he is at the moment. Yeah, you got to yeah. take into consideration. It's a second year. Um, actually, kind of makes me think if he if this is one year anniversary since he caught the Joker, how the fuck did he do it? Well, then again, the Joker is very subtle. He's very straightforward. Yeah, in my opinion, I always thought that he was very straightforward. I don't think he's fully the Joker yet, like not that we know of. Um, and I think the reason why he called him because he wasn't big time. I think they really did want to go with him being like the Hannibal Lecter, and then we get the probably in the third movie we get the Joker. He gets out, dude. Honestly, a third movie would probably be the best because, as we all know, the third movie usually sucks, but. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like try to try to try to kill that curse, trying to bring up his. But the thing is, like, then you'll have a lot of people trying to kind of like the whole Jack Nicholson thing, like, oh, 
it's Jack Nicholson's the better Joker. No, Heath Ledger's the better Joker. Did you have the whole argument, blah, 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 and this, this, that? I think I passed that because we've had too many Jokers. (laughs) I think at one point it was a conversation, but... In my my opinion, the whole thing that ever mattered, not mattered, but like the whole thing that I always saw, I think that whoever played the Joker for their movie time was good for what they did. I agree. They were a Joker of their era, and that's what it was. Yeah. So I was Nicholson better than Ledger. In some sense of like maybe things I do like more of the campy side, because Jack Nicholson had a little bit of campy humor to him a little bit. Like he punched the mouth and then throwing the teeth out. Like, oh, you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? You know. Gets especially used at one time. <laughs> I got to a fight. It didn't work out. Well, I didn't work out. <laughs> no, it didn't work out for me. Uh, but like you know, you got all those type of things, and like everyone's like, oh, but like you know, th- this Joker was more like uh, he was insane. He was, out. and then literally at some point, I even went like he was more like the Riddler. I I see him as more of um, everybody's more of a realistic like portrayal mm-hmm. there is more like um he wouldn't be he's more like the zodiac killer he's more like a serial killer um they took a lot of inspiration from seven which i love seven i, I love detective stories like that so th- it was also my bag too i i do feel like they were ch- challenging hannibal lecter a lot with with this version of the joker mm-hmm. but i know a lot of people complained like saying oh this movie is is way too long, way this. I'm like, what I thought honestly was like, well, it's a detective story. Like, there's like, do you just want it to start and end and that's it? Like, you just want the fist fights, you just want like the action, yeah. And everything. But the problem is, like, actually read a Batman comic book, like, legit read one. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just fist punts and hiyahs, you know, it's it's legit him trying to figure out what the fuck got us from point A to point D because there's always B, C yeah. in the middle somewhere, you know? Like, yeah, but don't just say it's three hours long because it's a detective story. There's been plenty of films that are detective stories that don't have to take three hours. Yeah. Well, that's I did true. think the film, to me, it was slow. And then it would get good. And then it was slow again. And then it would go back into the like action or whatever yeah i can see that was necessary but it didn't ever really seem to drag on to me but you could see that it was slowing down and then getting it back to speed i see this more of um i see it's more closer to detective comics than like the regular batman run oh yeah that's that's usually like where it like a lot of people like because have you ever noticed too, like uh, the detective comics have like it's weird. It's like you have the Batman Rogue Galleries, but yeah. the detective comics you have more of these villains pop up compared to whenever you have like the regular Batman. Yeah, villains pop up, you know, and that that's another thing to take to consideration, like to think about. But a lot of people like they look at the old Batman films, I think, and then just go, "Oh, Batman's is gonna come in, kick ass, and there's no plot." Yeah, like um, I've had like 
conversations with people back in the day when Watchmen came out, which I like. I that, like Watchmen. That's actually what I wanted to bring up, actually. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, uh, I had that situation where, like, I love the three-hour version of Watchmen. That's my shit. And um, I, I'll admit that the action can be a little extreme because he was trying to overcompensate for the story being, you know, more story-based. But um, I've had people tell me they didn't like it because there wasn't enough action. And it just missed the, the whole point of the story. This movie was supposed to be a cinematic detective film for Batman. It was never meant to be anything else. And um, you may not think it's a good film compared to other Batman movies, if you're just the person who watch superhero movies. But it's probably the best Batman movie we've gotten so far. Well, I would say it's in the top. Yeah. At least on top of like the best movies for Batman, you know. Like, like I said, I I do have my pet peeves, and those are my personal pet peeves. Mm-hmm. Like, not not everyone sees it the same way, and I I'm okay with it. But it's like, what my problem with it is like I don't know how to explain it. Uh, it's not that it's too long. It's that it's like I felt like some scenes themselves, and it like I, I actually will cut some of the action scenes out. Not the car chase though. I'll leave the car chase one hundred percent. That is that that is like the the pod race in in the Phantom Menace. I'll just throw that in there. <laughs> but if, if you cut out some of the action scenes, and the people who came for the action went with. Be upset because they have less action. It'd be a long movie with less the, action. The thing is, this movie hasn't like it's kind of weird to say it doesn't have that much action. The car scene is really the best action scene in the whole movie. Yeah, he, he goes to the club and uh, oh, I want to pick up the club thing. I'm sorry to, to jump off subject. I was gonna say he goes to the club and has a big action scene there. Then that uh, later on, um, the club scene. Talking more about the fact that he doesn't really care about being Bruce Wayne. He's so uninterested in being Bruce Wayne. He goes to the club twice. First time he goes there is Batman. And um, he's like, you know who I am? And they're like, you know, whatever. You know, he's obviously Batman. <laughs> so they know. And he ends up punching his way in and fighting his way in and stuff. He go, does go a, a, another time, but it's really Catwoman he sends in. To, uh, like, oh, with the, with the contacts? Yeah, but when he finally goes himself, he goes as Bruce Wayne. He says, you know who I am? And they say, yeah. And they just walk right up to, like, like Penguin. He's so disconnected from being Bruce Wayne, he never thought he could use his privilege just to walk into that club. Yeah. That's how that's how gone he is. As like, you know, a little stuff about something about me. I dealt with depression for a long, long period of time. And it got worse like like a couple of years ago. I finally came out of it when I'm doing a lot better. But I recognize that level of depression where you just don't care about yourself anymore. You don't care what happens to you. And that's what he was playing. It never crossed his mind. He just literally walked into his club. First thing was Batman. His first choice always is Batman. The whole thing, the whole movie is about him not thinking what he could do as Bruce Wayne, but what he could do as Batman. True. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what you get when you got like 97% of the movie as Batman. Yeah. <laughs> He, he can't stand being Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is dead to him. 
you know, he doesn't care what happens to Bruce Wayne. He cares what happens with Batman. Well, that kind of works with like even bringing Ben Affleck into the whole yeah. concept. He's, I think Ben Affleck's the one who said it the best. Yeah. It's like you know what? It's actually hard about playing Batman, and we're like what, playing Bruce Wayne. Yeah. That is literally like he said anybody can play Batman, but not everybody can play Bruce Wayne. Yeah, they, they got him. They got Robert Pattinson because um, they needed him to play Bruce Wayne. Really, to be honest, even though he spent most of the time as Batman, it's really the Bruce Wayne that we have to like look into. That's the character that we're really anal- analyzing him. Him running away from Bruce Wayne. Um, ben Affleck, you know, was incredible. And I think Ben's Ben's storyline. I think if you look at Batman versus Superman and Zack Snyder's Justice League, a compared to the Batman. Ben Affleck's, ben Affleck's Batman and Robert Pattinson's Batman has the same story arc, but they you know, it differently. You know what it feels like to me, honestly. Like yeah. I feel like Pattinson, since he's playing the the year two Batman, yeah. Like actually having Ben Affleck play, like I feel like that story is probably like maybe twenty years into the future to have yeah. the Batman versus Superman story actually do it. Like if you have like if you could actually like watch the movies in a correct order, I yeah. think maybe the the Pattinson movies could actually be the prequels to the Ben Affleck films. I, that's what I honestly thought. Like yeah. I, th- yeah. I think that would be cool like way of doing it. They're they're keeping it separate, but at the same time you are correct. Because uh, all these characters are gone that he's dealing with these this rogue gallery is gone. Besides the Joker. That's what it throws up, throws off everything. But um, yeah, it could be the same character if they would have like went with that because it felt like so similar. Even because, even the Alfreds, the Alfreds seem kind of yeah, because kind of similar character. Because Ben Affleck's version of Batman is he's he's disillusioned basically. Um, I don't want to no. get too. I was gonna say no. He's literally he's Bruce Wayne after Jason Todd died. Like legit. Like like have you have you read Death in the Family? Yeah. Remember how like he was just like not giving a fuck. Uh, Tim Drake was all like Batman needs a Robin. Like he went even went to talk to Nightwing about the whole thing, and Nightwing's all like that's not my problem. Yeah. Like, and then it wasn't until Alfred was all like, well, no one's looking. Here's a Robin suit. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, there are things that happen with with Ben Affleck's Batman, like um, the whole thing about you let your family die. I don't know if you remember that, but that Wayne building is destroyed in Man of Steel, and um, they ma- manipulate that. He's kind of reliving his trauma. I think we talked about the fact that, that Batman versus Superman had to had the Waynes die in the beginning. Uh, that was part of like telling how he's reliving his trauma, and that eventually plays into the Martha scene later on and stuff. I'm not gonna go deep into that, but long story short. Um, the trilogy um, for Zack Snyder's movies, it dealt with Superman in a certain way. And his trilogy was, what if Superman was real? How would the world react? And then Batman versus Superman is like, this is the world reacting in this reactionary time we're in. And then the third movie is him finally becoming true Superman, where like he's like, I don't, I don't care what people think. Whereas like Bruce Wayne's thing was, he was good at one point. And then he got disillusioned. You know, he lost he lost Robin. He watched his building get destroyed, which he called his employees his family. So, and someone sent him stuff saying, you let your family die. The trauma of all that again, the little kid, all that. 
then then just radicalized over time, news and stuff like that. Where he thinks he's a good guy in this. And um eventually at the end with the Justice League, that scene, how he goes from like Batman versus Superman, where where Alfred says that's how it starts, you know, men falling from the sky, it'll make a good man go insane. Uh, it goes from all that, and he was like, you know, we're, we are criminals. He's telling Alfred that. Whereas, like, in the Justice League movie, at the end, he's like, faith, Alfred, you have to have faith. It's totally different. Uh, the Batman kind of goes through that as well, whereas Bruce Wayne has to rejoin the living. He's been walk- walking around as a ghost for way too long. True. True, true. Because oh. one of the other things I was going to bring up is, like... Do you remember, or did you guys ever read the uh, the storyline where they framed Bruce for the murder of his girlfriend? I, I haven't read it, but I heard about it. It's like, uh, it was done by, was it Brian K. Vaughn? I it was Brian K. Vaughn, who was the Batman writer on that one. Um, they went through the whole thing, like, that Bruce Wayne murdered his his girlfriend, and then, like, him and his and his bodyguard got taken to jail, whatever, and then... Like the bodyguard, like all the evidence was pointing to Bruce, but she's like, he didn't do it. So like she gets taken to prison. Bruce gets taken to prison. He escapes prison. But it it goes to a point where like even Batman himself, like Bruce, it's weird to say like Batman, but Bruce is like legit. Like, you know what? Bruce is dead. Yeah. Like he's dead. I'm just going to be full time Batman. And that's it. Bruce Wayne is no longer part of this life. And, like, he tried to do that for so long. And, like, Nightwing, everybody was all like, what the fuck are you doing? And Batman will fight against them. Like, it's, it's like it actually has a pretty good, I don't know which, I think it was Detective Comics. Like, I could be wrong. It could be a Batman one. But, like, they legit got into a fight. And Batman literally told him, like, I always held my punches from you. And then he literally just punched the shit out of Dick. Like, like wow. you know, like, like it, it was something that I remember a lot of the fans were pissed off about like i read back like on what some of the hated like most hated storylines for batman i didn't realize that i would end up like reading it eventually and then i was all like i at at that point i was like how do i feel about this like it's not that i hate it i understand it like you know bruce wayne is the persona yeah like sometimes I feel like people forget that, and that and that's what we've been pretty much talking about this entire time when we're talking about this movie. And like for him to just like cast that aside and say, "Oh, Bruce Wayne is dead," you know. And of course, the story happens. He he's cleared of everything because there's a point where like I think the girl that's that's uh, Cassandra, the one that's playing that's Batgirl at the time, because Barbara's in the wheelchair as Oracle. And she's like, she sees body language and she's all like, Bruce is not the killer. Yeah. But at some point, even she was hesitant because whoever actually did the murder could have done it as Bruce. Yeah. So it's, she was like extremely like, so like sometimes it would come up to her to be like, did he, did he not? And that's what I think what threw a lot of people off. Yeah. Um, I remember that storyline, even though I didn't read it. I remember people mm-hmm. talking. I want to bring up something else. Um, Batman Beyond. There's a, a, a episode where Bruce Wayne is put into a mental institution. 
Mm-hmm. Um, someone, I can't remember the details of it. I haven't watched it in forever, but someone's trying to make him go crazy and they're like putting audio in his room like he's talking to himself. So you think he's going crazy. But he knows he's not going crazy. And at the very end of it, when everything was, everything was resolved, um, Terry asked him, uh, how'd you know that you weren't going crazy? And he said he kept calling me Bruce. <laughs> and that was his way of knowing. He was like, "That's it's like he doesn't call himself Bruce in his head. That's true. You know, that's the way he sees himself. He's Batman. Yep. I know I sometimes sound like a broken record, but I feel like half the time, where you be, Vincent? <laughs> and Vincent's just out there in some distant land. I agree. You concur? I concur. There it is. He concurs. <laughs> We're just making sure you're alive there, guy. <laughs> They didn't want you to go into a food coma. This is a chill dude. I feel that. Unless it comes to Star Wars. Unless it comes to Star Wars. The double lightsaber. (laughs) I'm about to sit at that point. I would cut my leg off so fucking fast with a double lightsaber. Yeah. (laughs) On accident. They do make a point with it, though. You know, in in the Darth Bane books, they... It came out when the whole double lightsaber thing was like, oh, it's so cool. It's so awesome. And then Darth Bane from the past is like, yeah, okay, it's cool because you can block an attack and all that stuff. But when you're attacking, you can only attack from one point. Yeah. So if you're defending against someone with a double lightsaber, you only have to defend like you're fighting someone with a regular lightsaber. Yeah, I um I played um Knights of, Knights of the Republic recently because it's, it's on Switch, and um <laughs> and looking at me, you know, it's like what I'm I'm looking at no, I'm like hmm, sounds like we're uh, leaving our I think oh, we're going we're going back. It, it, it's a road trip done. Are we are we leaving Gotham already? We're going. We just took a little detour. I played it recently, and um we used to let the dual lifesaver says that basically what you said. That yeah. it's, it's not as easy to wield as a regular one because um, the fact that it's dual, you pretty much have to use like a regular one in, to attack. Yeah, but I still, same thing. When I played Nice Old Republic, I always use double lightsabers until I can get the dual bladed, and then I use that. Same, same. I got that, force lightning, and force kill. That's yeah. all I used. <laughs> all right, let's, let's get back on subject before. Um... I want to say one thing, you know, there's two motorcycles in the whole city of Gotham and she can't, she doesn't notice she's being followed. Yeah, that's true. I haven't seen any more motorcycles. Just for that, they'll probably have a motorcycle gang. (laughs) Like, Like, we'll show you, Vincent. But... (laughs) Who knows? Yeah, more uh, DC will listen to us and go, huh, we need to put more motorcycles by the licks of it. You know what I was thinking yeah. about? Honestly, um, the Batmobile is sweet, but at the same time, if he's going, if they're going so realistic with it, where they, they'll even like sacrifice him looking cool um, when he's like gliding around for something that's more practical, more realistic with like the little the little suits, as you call it, the squirrel suit. Um, if they're going that deep into like it being real, does he just stop at like a, a a shell and just fill up his his fucking Batmobile. 
Honestly, at this point, I think the Bruce Wayne money would come in. He has like his own gas, like his own little gas station, like probably. Yeah, that. That's like, where that would have to come in, so he could get the alcohol or the rocket fuel. Yeah, because I can't imagine to put in that thing. Cap and just putting the like little nozzle in. It's like doom, 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 doom. Like all yeah. that. <laughs> he just fill it up. What I twenty want to go back to two, something like that. <laughs> I just thought about it. We were talking about the soundtrack earlier and all that other stuff, but like during the car <laughs> chase scene, I yeah. could hear little tidbits. Like maybe they use some of the same notes or something, but I, I, to me, it reminded me of the Danny Elfman Batman yeah. score. Oh, actually, they used it slightly. Yeah, it, I noticed that. It, it, it was it was actually uh, admitted that they okay. they did use it slightly. In order to like Easter egg, yeah, yeah. Uh, only reason I know that, only reason I know that is because, like I said, I listened to the soundtrack over and over, mm-hmm. and I heard where they actually do it. They use it in the soundtrack, don't the actual soundtrack in the, in the score. Um, yeah, like I don't know, man. I, I love the movie. Like I love the cinematography. I love the, the little hidden messages and subtext in it. I love the ending. And I'll be honest with you, the ending hit me really, really hard because, um, you know, like you have a movie that connects with you in a way that's it, only that movie can connect with you. And yeah. like, you know, it kind of connects with what you're going through at that moment. Hey, Jim, uh, are you sure you hate Batman? <laughs> I love this movie. I don't like what people have done to Batman. In fact, um, to be honest, the things I didn't like the most about the movie, even though I still love it. I liked it more the second time I watched it than the first. I loved it the first time, but mm-hmm. certain things I didn't like that I'm okay with now after watching it again. All the Batman stuff. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but the Batmanism of it. I know it sounds strange, but we have too much wait, wait. content. Wait, wait, wait. We have way too much Batman content, and we've already seen like, like multiple Batman movies. So some things they have to do over because it can't help it because it's just part of the character. And I didn't like some of that, but they blended in better the second time I watched it. It's the same movie. I know, but it's like, you know, like, uh, because at the time, they they had Batwoman. They have Titans out. We already had a Batman who's still currently Batman until until the Flash comes out. If Ezra Miller can stop terrorizing Hawaii. And um, <laughs> like we, I don't know. It's just something about it. It's just we've seen a lot. We had Batman video games. I guess it was more of like less about like the movie and more about like a oversaturation of Batman stuff. We have stuff with Batman's not even in it. We have a Batman is on TV and in like um the Titans. Yeah, you know, if we just have so much Batman content, a new Batman cartoon coming. There's a new Batman cartoon coming. Yeah, done by um by um Bruce Tim and oh shit. Yeah, like basically the people who did the animated series, they're coming back to do a new Batman for HBO Max that's gonna be more adult and the stuff, the kind of stuff they couldn't do. It's not gonna be the same because they don't wanna they don't wanna go backwards and continue. It's more that's like perfect right. shouldn't because they'll fuck with everything. They have a whole DC extended universe in the yeah. car. Yeah. I was actually going to ask you guys, do you guys have any, like, some off-topic but Batman combo? Yes. Um, do you guys have, like, any favorite Batman uh, 
like, well, everyone here has watched like Batman cartoons, right? Yeah. Can you guys name like three Batman episodes that you actually enjoyed? It doesn't have to be just Batman the anime series. We can talk about like even Batman Brave and the Bold, um, Beware the Batman, The Batman. This has already been The Batman before in 2005. I'll try to find the um, name of the book because I have it here somewhere. I want to just run Mad off. Love. It's, um, no, it's something it's that you would never expect. Um, shit, I'm looking right. Looking You're looking left for religiously, aren't you? Because I, I love it. Um, uh, I'll go first, I guess. <laughs> I'll give you guys time to look and think. But uh, I'll go first. Um, I'm 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 just gonna say Mad Love is always gonna be my favorite one. But so I just want to throw that one out of there because everyone's already know everybody knows that story. Everybody knows that arc, slightly thing or whatever. Favorite line off of it, you know, when Harley Quinn gets on the desk when Joker's trying to come up with his plan and goes like, "Why don't you take a, a ride on your Harley?" Room, room. <laughs> you know, like. Even for a kid's show, that was a little <clears throat> damn. That's that's taking it too far, you know. As an adult, and then kids are gonna be like, "What the fuck does that mean?" You know. But no, um, three of my favorite Batman is one is the one where I forget the name of it, but it is the episode where Batman becomes haunted, like not haunted, but he becomes pursued by the police because Batgirl has been has died. It's like on the second or, or the final season of, of the ventures of Batman and Robin, pretty much the the Batman series, Bruce Tim. But like they do the whole like Commissioner Gordon's after him and everything, but you find out that Batman's been gassed. Uh there's that one. It is also I do enjoys me the I want to say, okay, Mad Love, fuck it. That's, that's the second one. But honestly, my favorite, favorite episode of Batman is actually a Brave and the Bold episode. Mm. And that's actually one of the weirdest things because Brave and the Bold is known for being kind of going back to the campy humor, jokes, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But there's an episode where the Spectre and the Phantom Stranger have a bet going. Yeah. Where they're like, okay, uh, we'll let Bruce know that Joe Chill was the murderer of his family. Yeah. But we'll let we'll let Batman decide what he wants to do, if he will kill him or not. Like they literally like tackle that concept. And I thought it was crazy. Like the Spectre and the Phantom Stranger literally like placing a bet on what Bruce will do. Yeah. And like the whole conversation that Bruce like Batman has with Joe Chill and everything, it's like fucking fucking goosebumps, bro. Like, dude, this is this is like the comedy back of Batman, but this episode was like yo beyond I even to me, this is like beyond everything. You know what I mean? And at the end off camera, the fucking Spectre kills Joe Chill. Wow. <laughs> like, the episode ends with, like, Joe Chill screaming. He's like, well, I'm taking your soul now. And, like, fucking... Dude, it, that, it leads to his death. I was like... Let's see. Green Lantern's just gotta fuck everything up. What? Hey, man, what you talking about? <laughs> maybe, maybe it was Hal Jordan. Who the fuck knows? 
Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I can't think of any three specifically. I'll let Jim go because he's got his. I got um. I can think of a bunch of um the animated series stuff. Like almost got him is one of my favorite ones. With it all just talking around. (laughs) That was a funny one actually. Um, anything with Two Face, like his, his origin story, all that stuff is pretty cool. Um, the Clayface episode, the, f- the first one where he's an actor and his face gets messed up. He's trying to continue his career. Mm-hmm. But uh, this isn't about like the cartoons, but it's related to the cartoons. Mm-hmm. I have a book around here somewhere. I'm not gonna run and get it or anything. It's, it's a podcast. No one's gonna see it. <laughs> so um, it's called Dark Knight: A True Batman Story, and it's a graphic novel. Or like a, I guess it's like in hard hardback form graphic novel. Mm-hmm. It's a autobiography of Paul Dini, told through the, told through the time he was working on Mask of the Phantasm. Mm. What happened was they were swamped making the animated series, and you know they're trying to also make Mask of the Phantasm at the same time. So he's working on these two things at the same time, and within that time, he gets attacked and mugged. This is real life. Like he gets attacked and mugged and um almost beaten to death. He was almost he was pretty much one of his orbital bones, his eyes crushed and stuff. So he's in the hospital for a long time. And because of that, he's dealing with being afraid and locking himself in his room. And he doesn't want to go out and work or anything like that. He's going through so much depression and trying like to deal with it. And in the comic book, he tells that real story that happened to him, but he tells it from a point of view of as he's trying to get the movie done and stuff, he just can't get himself to do it. Batman's there in his in his head, telling him to get up and keep fighting, keep going and stuff. Whereas like Joker's there saying, you know, just chill, lay down, relax, don't worry about it. Just, you know, Joker's the one that's keeping him comfort comfortable in his trauma. Well, Batman's like, no, get back out there. And it's like the like the devil and the angel on his shoulder the whole time. Mm. A really good story. It ends with him, of course. Finally, making the movie Massive Phantasm. Spoiler. <laughs> so, um, yeah. and um, he sees Harley Quinn for the first time, which means love because he created Harley, Qu- Harley Quinn. So, mm-hmm. it's a good story. I highly recommend it. It's a guy dealing with his trauma while working on these characters and trying to write for these characters. And he's hearing these characters in his head all the time. So it's very much influenced by um, the animated series. The artwork's done similar to the animated series. Like, not all of it's like it. Joker looks a little bit more menacing. It gets more menacing over time. Mm-hmm. I guess he's like the the, the um, trauma and stuff and going in inward instead of going outward. Really good story. All right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Now Vincent's like, damn it. <laughs> Oh, I think mine is. I think mine was one of one of mine was that almost got him one. It's the one where all the villains are playing poker or whatever poker, yeah. and talk about their Batman yeah. stories. Yeah, that's one I liked. Uh, one another set like you said the Clayface thing. I like that one, but I liked a lot of the Mister Freeze stories more. Oh, yes, yes. The the what was it? Uh, is that an Emmy? Is that an Oscar? It's a, was was the one for the TV? Golden Globe. It's an Emmy. Emmy. Oh, Golden Globe. Was an Emmy? Yeah. Emmy or Golden Globe. Globe. Yeah, Emmy, Emmy. Well, that's the Emmy Award winning episode. Right oh, there. Don't forget about the um, the really, really good episode that, that um gets overlooked a lot. The one where Batman's kind of villain in it. Croc escapes from, from jail and he ends up being with a circus where he fits in. 
he's living a normal life amongst the cir- circus, but then Batman has to show up and mess up everything. I was gonna I was gonna say one, but I'm gonna let Vincent finish his third. Oh, that so that's, all really, that's really all I can think of. I mean, it's. Do you guys remember those, these? I'll I'll throw in the Super Friends Batman. Yeah. Okay, let's <laughs> I was gonna say, do you guys remember the episode where the Joker helps a guy out? It's it's like the the I think the episode's called the favor. Like the Joker helps the guy out. Like he does him a favor, doesn't kill him, but he's all like, one day I'm I'm gonna come back. And you're gonna owe me a favor. You're gonna have to do what I ask. And like a year passes, and the Joker calls, just like literally calls him up, and he's like, "Hey, remember?" Yeah. He, he, the guy honked at the Joker. That yeah, the Joker, and he was like, "Oh shit!" And the Joker just starts messing with him. That reminds me of something unrelated to it, but um, <laughs> I'll just move on from that because I want to tangent. But there's another <laughs> Joker story similar to that. If you remember, um, right before Dark Knight came out, um. There's a story where this one guy he's hired to go pick up the Joker for Arkham, and oh, just yeah, Joker by Brian. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, what's the name? Lou Bramos. Bram- the, the the graphic novel is the Joker. Yeah, uh, that it, it, it's yeah. actually the one uh, Heath Ledger actually read in order to get ready to be the Joker. Yeah, so that's why it looks so similar, even though that came first before the Dark Knight. But people, because it was released after Dark Knight, because how things work, you know, comic books and mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, um, it people thought it was based on a Dark Knight. It was a uh, other way around. But yeah, um, Lee Bruhemos, I think, is his name. Yeah. Like he also did the uh, Batman Noel, like where they did the whole Batman story, but it was done in the style of a Christmas Carol, where like his past. I forget like the the villains. Like I think like uh, the Penguin is. Uh, <sighs> Present, but the Joker ends on being his his future, <laughs> the ghost of, of of Christmas future. That that's who the Joker is. Wow! At the end of the whole thing, and then like Batman has like he, he's not. It's not like like you know you know Batman's like kind of a Scrooge in his own way, but like he kind of yeah. It's it's he doesn't get like the full spirit feeling, but you know he kind of <laughs> yeah. This thing. Yeah, that's one of the first graphic novels I bought, if I remember that correctly. Oh, man. Anything else we can say about Le Batman or Batman, period? Oh, I'll say this. Um, Are we going to start fighting with lightsabers again? I'll say this. I'll just shoot a phaser at you. <laughs> shoot a phaser? Yeah. Just stun, right? Just stun. Don't want me to start. This is off subject. But if a Jedi or a Sith, because a Sith would probably do this, if a Sith tried to attack the Doctor, can he dis- disable the, the lightsaber with a sonic screwdriver? Yes. <laughs> Vincent was like, straight up, yes. I thought it would be funny if he pulls it out and then the Doctor just shuts it off. And they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, <laughs> be hilarious. He's going to be like, what, what kind of force power is that? It, no, it's they force power each other while they're dueling with the lightsabers, <laughs> but it's still a mechanical instrument. And as long as it's not wood, yeah, that's true. The screwdriver will work on it. Wow. This episode's going to upset the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll say this um, before we go. Um, I, Like I said, the movie actually really came, came to me at the right time where I was going through a lot of stuff and I was kind of coming out of it. Um, if you don't mind me talking about my experience real quick. Um, yeah. If I'm you're okay the- saying it, by the way, you know. 
I'm androgynous, and um, I go back and forth with that. But the deal is, when I first started wearing makeup, I had people, I was dealing with my own stuff, and I was just doing it to express myself. And I had people come to me and say stuff like, you know, like, I really inspire them and stuff like that. And I was like, what? I'm just, I'm just fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm doing crazy people stuff. I'm waiting for someone to tell me I'm being crazy. And uh, I got, kept getting like a lot of like comments and stuff and a lot of DMs from people who were like older, way older than me, who wanted to dress a certain way and they couldn't and stuff and they felt inspired. And I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. But I was trying my best to be nice to people and, you know, I didn't see myself as someone that's inspirational or anything like that. I still don't. But the reason I bring this up is when I was um, in a the theater, and that scene where Batman saves all those people, and then like they all kind of like start following him around, and then it shows how he's helping people. That's finally the moment where I, I realized, oh shit, like we're on Earth to you know we were in a situation where we could help people on this really horrible planet. We should, we should actually do things to help people, inspire them, if they connect with us somehow, even if it's something we don't understand. Because I see a lot of what Batman was going through because I was dealing with my own trauma and, and depression. I, I understand how he just didn't have like, a view of himself as a person anymore. And how he connected with people and inspired people, made him realize he has to be more than what he was was at the time. And I think that scene like really touched me. And that's one of the reasons why I love it. It's one of my favorite um, movies as of in the last few years because I guess I relate to it a little. You know, just that factor of sometimes, you know, like, like you, Leo, you may have a little kid that looks up to you and you got to be the best version of yourself for that little kid. Like you, Vincent, you have children and they look up yeah. to you. You're their dad. You have to be the best version of yourself for your for your kids, right? Yep. And um, I don't have that. I only have cats. So I don't have to do shit. But um, realizing over time, that sometimes people gravitate towards people and you can't control it but you can be something positive in someone else's life even if it's something that you don't think really matters that much i don't think bruce wayne really thought that um at that point he thought what he was doing mattered anymore the movie starts off with him saying uh, one year of nights and like he doesn't see himself making a difference and the entire time he was making a difference between people and like actually inspiring some of the wrong people too. I, I think that was an interesting ending. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I really connected to that. So Batman's not that bad. <laughs> this I tell you, Batman's not that bad. <laughs> He's not taking Green Lantern's rings off. I don't know. I don't know why you're defending him. He treated Hal Jordan like a bitch. Man. The DC animated universe treated Hal Jordan like a bitch. Oh, they jumped. Get this ass point. Dude, he's like, I'll take care of this. Just beat the shit out of him. That looked like I don't need the green lantern ring anyway. Batman gets the yellow lantern ring. Oh, yeah. Maybe paint everything yellow. And Batman and Robin. It was all star Batman and Robin. Or as a lot of people call him, the goddamn Batman. Yeah. God, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, I'm the goddamn Batman. Yeah. 
<laughs> you ever read that? No. Oh, read All Star Batman. It's fucking um just wait. Wait, All Star Batman like the original run or the Snyder run? No, it was, be- it was before the Snyder run. It was a, a Grant Morrison one, right? Yeah, it was Grant Morrison who wrote it, right? Yeah, Grant Morrison did write this. Uh, All Star Batman. Batman is fucking insane. Because like, I know he also did a fucking All Star fucking Superman, which I love. I love All Star Superman. I have yet to read it, but uh, it is on my next read. Yeah, I love it. You love it too. Um, oh, it, it didn't have that cover. My favorite cover is just Superman sitting out, sitting like on a cloud chilling. Oh yeah, this is a well. This is the new one. Like I was gonna get that one. Like you're talking about this cover. Yeah, that, that I love. It. I almost got that tattooed on me at one point. Yeah, like uh, it was either buying this one, and or because this one's actually even though it's a hardcover. Yeah. And it has way more stuff on it. This one's actually thirty four ninety nine, and the other one's thirty nine ninety nine. Have you seen the? You ever seen the animated movie? Have you? Yes, I have. You remember the scene at the end where Lex really sees everything from Superman's point of view, and he just he just realizes like, you know, I could have been helping people all this time. Yeah, I could save people, and Superman's like, you always could have. Did you just spoil the book for me? I seen the movie. I never read the book. Well, you saw the movie. That that's in both. <laughs> so, you already know. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I know there's that, and I also, there's the other Superman story I have yet to read, but I want to read, is uh, Superman for all ages, I, I for all I've, seasons. I don't think I've ever read that one. It, it's actually done by Jeff Loeb and um, Tim Sales, the guys who did uh, Batman The Long Halloween. I kind of stopped reading Superman for a long time, until he had a kid. So I started reading like that, and now his kids, Superman, while Superman is actually off doing stuff, and that's fine. Oh, oh yeah, I got all that. No, this was like a '90s book. Oh, it's '90s. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Superman stories are hard to write, I think, unless you um really focus on, unless they really focus on like the character and stuff. That's kind of what I loved about Man of Steel is um they focus on the reaction to him versus like him just being. Christopher Reeve Superman again or something. True. If you go back and watch Batman vs. Superman, he is so politicized in that movie. Which he would be, right? If he actually existed. Uh, yeah. It changes everything. It would be like that time where like the whole, well, only America went insane when Superman renounced his uh, citizenship. Yeah. Like, oh shit, Superman says he's not an American no more. Oh, what are we going to do? Yeah, like was it hire a Canadian actor to play Superman? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, guys, we have, I guess we have walked around Gotham for too damn long. Yeah, we have. Like, by the looks of it, it like we want to go to Metropolis now. <laughs> but that would be for another time. <laughs> yeah, I, I get talking here off about Superman. Another time, though. All right. Where can people find you at, Mr. Jim? Um, you can find me on my YouTube channel, Jimmy Glam, which I do makeup try-ons and stuff. Um, also on Twitter, under Jimmy Glam. You can also find me on TikTok and Instagram, under Goth Cat Daddy. And, yeah. 
All right. Mr. V, where could they find you at? Look me up on the socials and stuff. Elcid the first, E-L-C-I-D, the first. All right. And you can find me at XXLeo, XR2D2, XX on the Instagram, Twitter, and all this other stuff. Now, I actually forgot to say one thing on the last episode. For the entire podcast, you can find us at Nimrod Generation, one word, on Instagram. Oh, yeah. They got to find us. <laughs> they have to find yeah, us. Yeah. They, they, it's like, how the hell? Well, this podcast is like gold. You got to search for it. You can't just. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, but I did have one final question before we head out. Um, whoever wants to answer first. Did this version of Batman coexist with your favorite version of Batman in the comic books? Yes or no? And why? Like, does, it, does this version of Batman coexist? Like the the do like the reason you like Batman or like the reason maybe why you like um, of course all of us said we like the movie so it's not like we're gonna say we dislike the movie well besides me I said I kind of I'm in the middle but yeah. like yeah. um is there is there like the point where you actually enjoy Batman comic books like the point where you say the this is my Batman for reading comic books does this coexist with this movie coexists with the Batman that you enjoy reading. Yes, for me, because um, I got I got out of Batman after a while. Like um, I was into him, like you know, in the nineties and shit. So um, I was out of Batman for a long time, and then I got back into him through the Detective Comics, mm-hmm. and I love that. And this is very much influenced by Detective Comics, like the way it's a slow burn. He's not punching everybody. In the face, like you know, the Riddler got away in, in this movie, but never getting punched in the face by Batman. That's true. <laughs> and, and like, um, I like that. I like the fact he has to soft stuff and work hard and stuff. And I'm, I'm more into detective stuff anyway, and that's what I like. So it, it coincides. I felt like this was the kind of movie I wanted a Batman movie to be. Him just figuring out stuff, even if he was bad at it at times. Mm-hmm. All right, V. Yeah, I'll say the same for me because it's, you know, just gritty enough, uh, not too over the top. He's not OP and it didn't go full grim dark. So it, it took a a nice medium. And yeah, it was good to see him Yeah, have to realize stuff and, and work on things rather than just like, no, that's this, 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 that, and that. And I already defused all the bombs so you can just cry in jail yeah i want to mention something else um i don't know what i don't really know what's going on but there's there's some stuff going on with the riddler at this very moment like a website oh really yeah because uh, when the movie ends it has a little link oh yeah and then um suppose there's like a game that's going on and it's still going on now i think or, or it just ended i don't know what what's going on with it but it's like a little easter egg thing so the movie is actually like still engaging this audience way after it's on streaming now. Hmm. Okay. Remember the Batman pizza that no one talked about? One <laughs> from from Little Caesars. Yeah, uh, like I'm like this movie has a guy saying fucking in it, and like it has murders and jokes like thumb drive. And they're like, here's a pizza. 
Which is funny because um, Batman Returns got in trouble for being too dark way back in the day. Oh, they took out the the Happy Meals. Yeah, the Happy Meals and stuff. Oh, I mean, you remember when uh, Batman Batman uh, Forever had the the glasses? I actually still have them. Oh, that's pretty cool. I still got like the Batman, the Robin one, the Riddler, and the and the Two Face one. Yep. Batman uh, was a good game though. <laughs> By the way, wait, what? Batman Forever wasn't really a good game. I was gonna say, wait a minute. You said I thought you said it was a good game. I'm like, bro, I, I will never invite you back on. The <laughs> <laughs> that was your response to that. But Batman Returns was an awesome beat 'em up. I hear that. Well, it's been a long time since I played those games. Oh, you know what? Yeah, it was. It was a pretty cool beat 'em. It was a little hard, but it was pretty good. I used to wake up in the morning before school and just beat Batman Returns. <laughs> hey, we, we, got, we got to stream Streets of Rage. Uh, we do. We have to stream. We Don't turn on me again, though. <laughs> You're the one who turned on me. Oh, I'm, sorry, you... I, I'm sorry I kicked your ass. Oh, wait a minute. That turn, that turn heel? <laughs> yeah, you went heel turn. I shot Michael to you. you no, like, I was going to say, you went Hulk Hogan on me, bro. <laughs> you joined the NWO. Oh, yeah, I totally did rip off the shirt, had the black and white on. <laughs> uh, uh, well, me personally, I, I did. I do enjoy this Batman film for the detective stuff. I that That's actually like that was the biggest plus on it. Like it, it was nice to see. Actually, like. You want to say it, it was a Batman win, but I feel like it was a Batman defeat. It was. It's him learning from his defeat to do better next time, and he will have to rebuild and do better. Now he sees like his 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 impact he's making, and he sees what he could have figured out. A lot of stuff he could have figured out if he was more connected with people instead of so disconnected. So, it is that's and that's one of the reasons why I do like the Batman stories because like. And I think that's why I like the DC books more than I do the Marvel, just in general, because the superheroes do lose a lot. And I think, like, the the main hero in Marvel who does that a lot is Spider-Man. Spider-Man always gets the shitty end of a stick. Yeah. And honestly, when it comes to the DC heroes, period, they all get a shitty end of a stick. Everybody thinks oh, uh, Superman's OP and everything, but you know what? His family's the one being targeted. He loses. His father dies. You know, things, it, shit goes crazy for him. And a lot of people just see the victory side, but don't realize that he, I think that's why I like the animated movies for DC way, way a lot better because they do show the defeat side on the hero side. Yeah. And this is one of the movies where I felt like, yeah, like you won. I feel like this is what the Dark Knight tried to represent 100%. But yeah. This was done way better. Yeah. Um, Batman Begins felt more grounded than the Dark Knight, even though the Dark Knight tried to be more grounded. Like I, I don't like how the how Gotham changed, which I we didn't bring it up too. Like um, Batman Begins, Gotham looks totally different than like Chicago now in the Dark Knight. But in the Batman, everything revolves around the, the it revolves around Gotham. It's not like Gotham's just a shitty place and stuff. It's like there are reasons why Gotham's a shitty place. There's all sorts of corruption. And, th- and that's probably why, like, uh, the movie was longer. It needed to not, not only just give us a villain, 
and give us like what the villain's doing, but give us a reason to see why the villain thinks it's right. Yeah. And everything that's going on with it. The thing is, this movie actually had three villains. Yeah. If you, we didn't even talk about Falcone, but that's for maybe either another time or or something else. Like this movie had a lot going for it. Yeah. So with that being said, we're all chunk deuce. Everybody. Bye-bye. Yep. Later. See you. Adios. I drank a 